Jair, 88, FM. If you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodore Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5pm, repeated Fridays from 1 to 2pm. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website www.j-air.com.au You are listening to J-Air 88FM. You are tuned into the Havel radio station everyone loves. J-Air-88-FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au. Greetings, dear listeners. This is Warren Wills for this week's edition of the London Beat 88 FM J Air. And here I am, Warren Wills, in northern Kazakhstan, in a place called Burabai, celebrating the International Burabai Arts Music Film Festival here. Uh, we are right up near the border with Russia, and we are a three-hour drive north of Astana, once known as Astana, once known as uh, Nur Sultan, which was a failed move to change the name, and currently reverted back to its original glory, Astana. So we are having landed at Astana Airport. It was a three-hour drive up, up, up into the hills, a seriously high elevation, and we're up here surrounded by five massive lakes. If you get a chance, have a look on a map. It's an extraordinary part of the world. Anyway, it's the Burabai International Festival. My friend Marat, who uh, runs this festival for the ECG and uh, the Eurasian Cultural Group, is um, absolute 
stoic warhorse put in all hours that uh, God knows to present a truly international festival. As I say, I was absolutely thrilled yesterday to be able to um, schmooze at the official opening ceremony um, and meet people, um, performers, participants, um, poets, musicians, etc. It's kind of an Eastern European, if you like, um, Edinburgh Arts Festival. From Armenia, Lithuania, Tatarstan, Israel, Hungary, Belarus, Bulgaria, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Pakistan, Bashkortostan, a place I must confess I've never heard of. Um, nonetheless, a lot of stands um, who are represented in ears, as in Armenia, Lithuania, and so on. Um, my own personal stint um, is as that of spectator at the moment enjoying all the different workshops, performances, masterclasses, presentations that are going on. And I begin uh, tomorrow, as it turns out, um, where I take a masterclass in the morning at the Pedagogical College here, which is the main, um, if you like, uh, academic college, the young university type um, musicians, drama and arts. I've got 60 music students there. And in the evening I do a gala music event with two other musicians, one from Kyrgyzstan and the other from Kazakhstan. And we'll be closing the ceremony on Friday. Hopefully going into Astana to do some more stuff there on Sunday is the plan before heading off to London on Monday. But uh, what an absolute a humbling experience, joy and a privilege to be in a beautiful part of the world. Um, nested, as I say, amongst five lakes, very heavily wooded. At the moment, the weather here is beautiful, but here it plummets to minus 25 for three or four months a year and is constantly under um, a deep trench of snow. Um, with regard to the rest of the world, can't wait to get to London and get my uh, teeth cut firmly into the artistic scene that is going on over there. Already done some reviews, you'll hear later in the show, with some various artists over here, uh, which is happening. The hotel that I'm staying in, Vanilla, um, sits right between a church and a mosque, and a very unusual and rather beautiful, um, normally not the... Um, not the Muezzin with the, um, the, the sort of powerful baritone um, tones, but it's almost, almost quite a feminine uh, sound at five o'clock in the morning that calls the um, faithful to prayer here. Um, other things I do notice going on here, I was very sad to have missed Yom Kippur as I was actually travelling. So I did my own little repentance uh, with a recording of um, uh, Colin Dre, which I've tried to get into circulation. I noticed that Spain, having won the World Cup and then being totally disgraced and upstaged by that kiss, uh, that is, as a result, consequentially led to a dramatic change. Um, an improvement for women uh, with regard to Spanish football. They return to give a trouncing to Switzerland 5-0. I noticed my dear friend Janie Dees, the lead in Old Friends, the Sondheim tribute that is on in the West End that I will no doubt make sure to get across and see her in there and get an interview uh, with her. Australia's ruinous one-day cricket preparation, certainly against India, continues. Um, Trump found guilty yet again. Uh, this time it's a fraud um, uh, thing, uh, fraud case that happened in New York regarding his business, um, and of course about inflated prices. And as a result, his popularity has continued to soar. I'm also troubled. Many things trouble me. A Thai lawyer suggested there ought to be a conversation, that's all, a conversation about the future role of the Thai monarchy with regarding what goes on in the country and was subsequently jailed for four years. Make of that what you will. Very excited to be here. Lots to get on with this show. A huge warden welcome, as I say, to everyone here today for this week's edition of The London Beat. 
a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat, coming to you live from Burabai, northern Kazakhstan, where I'm thrilled to say that sitting opposite me is the very talented and brilliant writer, Nina Yagornista. Welcome to the show, Nina. Thank you very much. I'm here um, in northern Kazakhstan at the uh, Park Hotel, listening to you do your presentation. You are a Russian writer, you are an Israeli, you are Ukrainian, you are Moldovan. Fascinating. Tell us a little bit about your background. I was born in Kherson, Ukraine. Uh, I was grown up in Moldova. There I was uh, studying uh, politics. And afterwards I moved to Israel. I was married there. And there I was studying um, filming and television. Up to now, I'm a writer and a dentist assistant. That's a wonderful dichotomy of professions. So <laughs> congratulations on that. Thank you. Particularly with relation to the writing, I, I hear you mentioned that um, you're starting to do, uh, do your own translations into English. Is that correct? Yes. Inspired by the fact that I think a lot of Russian culture, for obvious reasons, sadly, has been thrown under the collective bus, as we say. So tell us a little about the works that you're doing. About the translation itself? About, well, about the writings that you have done and the translations, yeah. First of all, I'm working on the urge uh, between the uh, Gothic prose and the historical novel and historical detective. Uh, absolutely, and uh, they, excuse me, um, the detective, I mean not just the murder and this investigation, but uh, mystery and the investigation of the mystery. Okay. Sometimes I also involve some mystics. Okay. And uh, there I mention uh, the Gothic prose. After now, I'm an uh, author for two big novels, uh, one about the middle-aged Italy. And Which is, these are published, these two novels? Yes, it's, uh, the first one is published in Russian. For our Australian listeners who might not be familiar with your work, if they wanted to get hold of any of your writings, are they only currently available in Russian at the moment? Up to now, the first novel is available just in Russian. Okay. It's a big volume, so I cannot now translate it by myself. Okay. Maybe, maybe in future. Okay. Well, very exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. Now, for those who want to follow you, um, irrespective of language, this is a big chance to give yourself a big plug. Where can they follow you? Website, Instagram, email. You, you tell us how people can follow your works or get hold of your writings. My Instagram is nina.yagolnitzer. It's very easy to, to find me. My Facebook is nina.yagolnitzer. There, there are links to my Instagram and to my website. My website is also yagolnitzer.ru. Fantastic. Nina, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show today. More grist to your mill, as we like to say. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the festival here. Thank you very much. We've got a pause to some music. You've been listening to a conversation here at the Abarabai Burabai Festival in Northern Kazakhstan. We've got a pause to some music. You are, of course, listening to Warren Wills and the London Beat.
Greetings, dear listeners, and I'm sending this Warren Wills here on 88 FMJR. For you, it is Sunday morning, 0410. You'll no doubt know who has won the grand final. One thing I can say with a great degree of confidence is that uh, St Kilda, it ain't. I'm here in northern Kazakhstan as I send this missive off to you. I'm in the Wyndham Garden Hotel in Burabai, northern Kazakhstan, for the Burabai International Festival, which is just fantastic to binge on so many different nationalities, organised by my friend uh, Merritt uh, for the ECG, uh, apparently a rather famed international short film festival, but I'm certainly here for the music and the arts, and um, in fact doing the first concert tonight. Um, Very interesting, it's almost one year ago to the day that I was over here with the great Peter Carlos, and we were presenting a Borte. Uh, it was a trilogy of Bortes. It was in Kazakhstan, then at the Kazakh Embassy in London, straight after, and then back in Melbourne with a company, a uh, mixed company of both professionals and members of the Young World Choir. Well, it certainly um, kick-started a... Uh, a rather heated uh, storm in a teacup. It may be more than a storm in a teacup. What do I know? And the esteemed writer... Dulat Isabekov took somewhat um, umbrage to the uh, contemporary nature of what we did um, and seemed to have some disagreement uh, about his own role in it and the fact that uh, did it ever really exist in London and Melbourne, which I can assure you it did because uh, not only did we do it, it's all on video, we have uh, newspaper reviews of it, we have testimonials of it, it's on YouTube, uh, it's on recording, and on and on. Now, we did it for a, a I mean, for a song and a dance, and what really did it was cheapest chips. We had a, a pittance of a commission, um, but we were pitted up against some incredibly, um, rather, um, incredibly powerful performances, incredibly striking performances, uh, particularly um, local homegrown Kazakh product, who had spent one million US dollars on their production. We had, I think, in total, it was about 20,000 Australian dollars, uh, which would have bought probably two hats in their uh, wardrobe. Nonetheless, uh, there was a... the the. The argument lingers on. The point that I'm making here was that we opened up quite a division culturally, and Dulay Sebekov is part of the old school with a strong yearning and yen leaning toward the old Soviet Union, and the current um, president here in um, Kazakhstan, and with whom we worked with the ambassador in London, uh, have very strong leanings towards the future. And of course, given what's going on in Russia, people here are somewhat mortified that um, Kazakhstan could be next on um, the Vladimir Putin wish list for territorial um, occupation and acquisition. So, the reason I'm saying all of this is because the old school Dulatis Bekov wrote a rather scathing, damning, and incredibly inaccurate um, uh, berating, angry kind of, uh, gosh, um, rant, if you like, uh, about the whole situation uh, with Marat and the production of Borte that happened in Kazakhstan last year. The rebuttal that we saw that has been going around the press is um, mind-blowing. Um, and I say it's a storm in a teacup. Maybe it's um, the opening of some cultural awareness and awakening that will lead us um, 
into a, into a very prosperous cultural future here. Who knows? Uh, but I'm only here for another three or four days and sending out a huge cheerio and thanks to JB Jordan Brown doing the heavy lifting for this week's production over in Gillingham in Kent and of course Adrian Silas and John Farndham doing their bit. Can't wait to be in London, which I will be there next week uh, to be amongst kids and grandkidlings. How good can that be? Um, I noticed there is a wretched strike. Of course there is. Um, I have micromanaged every two hours, meeting after meeting, friends, family, the whole shebang, and uh, only to see this potentially being scuppered uh, by the... um uh, all too familiar behaviour of the unions, etc. And now we've got the uh, the, the tube uh, workers going on a strike, which is brought right in the middle of my first week there. Doesn't surprise me. On a fairly positive note, I see there's been groundbreaking interchange between Saudi uh, delegations and Israeli delegations with Israeli tourist minister uh, being in Saudi Arabia. Goodness me, who would ever have thought how the world changes? Um, indeed. Uh, how the world changes. Who would have thought that Angie Postacoglu would be um, still undefeated with Tottenham Hotspurs at this far into the season? Well, Harry Kane would have left and gone to Bayern Munich where he is absolutely kicking goals. My God, he's a a goal-scoring machine for Bayern Munich. Good for him. I see that a number of um, friends of the show uh, including the fabulous Janie D, are currently appearing at the Gilgood Theatre in London's West End in Sondheim's Old Friends. This is an absolute star-studded uh, show of all the greatest numbers of Sondheim, and I, for one, will certainly be there to do a review of it when I'm over there. Stephen Sondheim, who sadly left us um, having eaten the wrong thing at the glorious age of 91, at a... Um, Yes, at, 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 a, at a do, at a Christmas gathering, um, yes, in advance, over there in the States, and um, uh, sadly left us, it um, seems too long, and he sadly missed and will never be replaced. What a formidable uh, talent Stephen Sondheim was, just a... Um, a gun at the, the highest level, intellectual, emotional, expressive level when it comes to music, theatre, compositions, and so on. Um, I also am dealing at the moment, I'm grappling with a very thorny tie issue. Not a bad tie, but a bad tie. 14 years ago, I was involved with a particular um, exercise. It was a, uh, a particular action, uh, an activism, if you like, to try and bring back a Harry Nicolaitis, was his name, an Australian Greek writer who was banged up in a Thai prison for the ancient crime of laissez majesté, which is doing anything that is in any way insulting to the, the Thai royal family, defaming them, supposedly. It's a crime, and a crime that comes with a, a very, very high baggage and tariff in terms of being banged up a number of years. Well, he certainly was, I think it six years we did a, um, a project that um, Arnold Zabel was involved with, the St Kilda Town Hall was involved with and we certainly put on a treat. We had a number of um, people who were peace activists who were there and I'd like to think in those small um, service and the consequence of our actions, he was released a week later, obviously with a great deal of political pressure. But nonetheless, I noticed that a Thai lawyer today has just been a peace activist lawyer, has been banged up for four years in prison for daring to admit there should be some kind of conversation. That's all. That a a conversation should be uh, taking place. Um... In, uh, in Thailand about the role of, let's say, Majesté in the royal family, and he was banged up for four years, which is just extraordinary. It, it is a thorny issue for me um, because we've just had an election over in Thailand and the most popular party, uh, which won, 
wasn't allowed to govern. No, uh, no, the military and the uh, hardcore conservatives decided that indeed, um, no, that the popular vote should be uh, disregarded and uh, they have a new government and it's uh, who the military chose. I say that because I have a number of wonderful Thai friends and uh, it's a bit of a thorny issue. Anyway, we're not going to dwell on that because I'm back to the Burabai Festival. Um, it's great to have the pleasure. I'm guessing, I'm guessing in advance that the magpies have won. There's been all kinds of hysteria. Who knows? It could have gone the other way because I'm sending you this. And it is Thursday morning in northern Kazakhstan in Burabai, but it's all part of the Festival of the Epic. Uh, yes, the cornucopia of fabulous items that uh, we get across here on, uh, yes, the smorgasbord. A fabulous items that come out on a Sunday morning to you on this week's edition of 88FMJ The London Beat.
and a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat coming to you from the Burabai Festival here up in northern Kazakhstan as the sun slowly makes its way across up and above the, uh, the hills and the heavily wooded, beautiful wooded forests nestled in five lakes up here in northern Kazakhstan. And I was uh, trying to um, think uh, exactly what happened to Stephen Sondheim. It was something like he had a chicken bone stuck in his throat at a Thanksgiving party for those who uh, honour the Quakers and the the idea of having all the uh, sticky toffee puddings and marshmallows and belted into potatoes and corns and what have you. Stephen Sondheim subsequently went back after Thanksgiving and uh, died. Um, And the legend goes on, which is why I mentioned about old friends. It is just the most stellar of casts in London. Um, It's a long time since we had the main news story being a Chinese balloon spying making its way very slowly across the US, um, after which um, it was certainly superseded by all kinds of horrific events. And I seem to remember even um, Harry and Meghan were a key story, but you have a look at some of the natural disasters that have gone on this year, whether it be in Hawaii or um, Turkey or Libya or Morocco or wherever. Um, Quite extraordinary. Um, As I arrive in Melbourne, in Melbourne, in London next week on Monday, I will be greeted by a plethora, a litany, a multiplicity of strikes, shvitot, strikes, tube, rail strikes, thus scuppering some of my best well-laid micromanaged plans, set up so many meetings, so carefully orchestrated in advance, all gone to dust, all for nothing, because if there are no trains, people have a huge hassle getting around, and so it goes on from there, as you can well imagine. I also stumbled across the idea stumbled many times stumbled um, with the um, notion of a Borte and husband was Temujin before Chinggis Khan meaning the uh, ruler of the world uh, a happy Sukkot to all of our uh, listeners and friends funnily enough here on a Friday night a Sukkah has been built up at the residential headquarters of the Eurasian uh, Creative Guild and there will be a Sukkot celebration tonight I'm not sure how I'm going to best do that um, as tonight there is a gala concert on. I'm off to go and do a uh, master class this morning to 60 students at the Pedagogical College uh, in Burabai, which certainly looking forward to. And a huge call out to uh, Carrie Ann Randall and the whole host of people who came across from Romford in Essex. Filmmakers they are indeed, um, and to celebrate uh, the Burabai Festival. Also somewhat taken aback, uh, with indeed great humility, having been awarded the Aitmatov uh, Award last night and prize uh, for work in the arts and so on. Uh, very humbling it was indeed. This is a good opportunity, I think, a po- moment to pause. We're going to listen to some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition, live from northern Kazakhstan, Warren Wool's 88FM JM. This is, of course, the London Beat. Just 
Huge warm welcome back to all our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat. Warren Wills, 88 FMJ, are coming to you live from the Pedagogical College here in Burabai, or thereabouts in northern Kazakhstan. Standing next to me is an up-and-coming filmmaker from Romford, know what I mean, East Essex, Steve Davis country, and of course it is um, Carrie-Anne Kendall. Welcome to the show, Carrie-Anne. Hi. Now, you intrigued me this morning. You showed us a film about um, Ukrainians uh, community-making dumplings, which was a short film. But as a filmmaker, your inspiration is horror. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, I, I, it's odd. It's one of those things that I started watching horror films as a kid, and just like about it, I was I was entranced. And getting into the filmmaking world, having grown up watching horror films, it's like I, I want to be a part of this world, and I want to get into it. So have you kind of got into the whole history, like back, back to Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi and Osferatu and everything? Yes, there's a quite a big horror uh, community around Romford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no matter where I go, there's always going to be a horror fan, so we can always um, like dive into. Everyone has like their own uh, like speciality and right. what they love most. So um, no matter what, I've always got that kind of like area to dive into with people. Okay, plan line from outer space. Does it classify as horror? Uh, 
Was it sort of crossover horror sci-fi? But that's that's the thing with horror. It doesn't have to be specifically like a film. There's so many things that we watch and it's like, oh, that's not really horror, but to an extent it can be because it's a sci-fi. Absolutely. But then you've got thrillers. It's like, oh, to what point is it a thrill? To is it? To well, Hitchcock. It, it's Hitchcock horror. It's not really, is it? Well, it's more drama and thrillers, isn't it? When it first came out, I imagine it was terrifying. But now Absolutely. it's like oh. birds horror film. I mean, if you walk around London, do you not feel those pigeons now? Like, I, 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 I have an issue with birds anyway, <laughs> so that, that's not going to. Now, here's another question. Different countries clearly have um, their thing, mm. and some of the horror films I've seen out of places like Korea and Japan, they're extraordinary. Yes. Yeah, there's a few films where it's like, we need the to. The Audition, make... Japanese yeah. film? Yeah. Um, Old Boy? Yes, oh my goodness. Oh, some really heavy duty you, films. You get the heavy duty ones and then you get like the US remakes and it's like, you just watered down something that was really... Even like, The Ring, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But the Japanese seems so much more fun than the American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get like the enjoyable jump scares from the US editions, but then you watch the originals and it's like, oh, I can't sleep now. <laughs> now, in terms of women making films about women, there was a British, I'm pretty sure it's a British horror film, and I'm pretty sure it was called The Descent, and it was all set underground. A bunch of women go caving, and they kind of run into various... Uh, life forms that have adapted under the ground in the caves. Does that ring a bell? Mm, I, I know of it, but I don't think it's on my radar. What are you working on at the moment? Um, currently, a, a short documentary style um, horror-esque aesthetic about uh, mental, mental illness. As long as not making a horror film about dumplings. No, no, not but, like killer I, dumplings from... Well, no, I only say that because we had killer mushrooms in Australia, Melbourne, about three weeks ago. A woman made a beef wellington, can you believe this? Fed it to her entire family. Everybody died except herself. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm looking to get her phone number because I hope she gets a franchise. I've got a, a bunch of people I want to eat her beef wellington. <laughs> All right, carry on. Listen, more grist to your mill and uh, every success. Enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a short break. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat. So open 
Sadly, dear listeners, all good things must come to an end in this week's edition of The London Beat. 88FMJ Air is no exception, coming to you live from northern Kazakhstan. Warren Wills here for you um, in Borobai, the Borobai Festival, which has been absolutely astonishing. And as I say, meeting people from everywhere, from Lithuania, from Hungary, from Israel, from UK, from Armenia, from Belarus, from Russia, from Kijikistan, from Tajikistan from Pakistan um, it's been quite extraordinary and had a lot of fun as I say was also very humbled last night at the awards ceremony which began as a fantastic fashion culture presented by a 70 year old uh, 17 year old boy uh, from a Turkish fashion house uh, it was great to have and the models were aged was four eight uh, some teenagers kids and um, teenagers uh, clothing uh, from Turkey, which was fantastic. Anyway, there was an award ceremony afterwards, and I said yours truly was certainly somewhat shocked, surprised, and humbled in equal measure to be awarded the Aitmatov Medal uh, for services to the arts and so forth. Certainly a surprise there. A huge call out thank you to JB Jordan Brown. Do the heavy lifting over there in Gillingham in Kenton. Of course, I will be over that way on Monday. Can't wait to be in London. Certainly looking forward to it. Not looking forward to these wretched rail and tube strikes, which seem to be uh, blighting and plaguing London all over the place. It has been a great privilege and a pleasure for me to be here uh, bringing the show to you live from Borabai and look forward to the pleasure of your company at the same time next week. Who has won the grand final? I have absolutely no idea. I only discovered yesterday who in fact won the Brownlow. Uh, I know that Spurs are playing this weekend. I know the Ryder Cup is on. I know the one day international cricket is on next week but apart from that I am in a, um, a little bit of a cocoon uh, all of my own here um, binging on the arts at the Borabai International uh, Arts and Music Festival here in northern Kazakhstan. Wishing you all a very fine well, farewell. This is Warren Wills wishing you a fine farewell for the London Beat.
FM. J-Air is committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. J-Air.com.au Hi, this is Mark Kopolov with a reminder that you can support J-Air by joining as a member at 
j-air.com.au. Your membership fee of $54 a year will help J-Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Do you like what you hear? Send us a text with your suggestions or requests on 0409 